This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. I didn't get a perfect score or anything, but um, I passed it. So uh, it was, to answer your question, it was um, really straightforward. It was intuitive. I could navigate the database easy, and I had everything I needed to uh, mm-hmm. to get ready. That's Luke Timmons with Penguin Water talking about taking the exam to earn his Master Water Specialist certification as we continue to mark Professional Certification Month. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast from the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 340. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, perhaps, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or someone else you know. And also, we now feature these podcasts on our WQA YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash at Water Quality Association videos. We're publishing this on October 11th of 2023. Find us at WQA.org and on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. In this episode, I'm joined by WQA Professional Certification and Training Director, Tanya Lubner, Ph.D., as we talk with Master Water Specialist Luke Timmons with Penguin Water. We discuss how he decided to move from Certified Water Specialist to his MWS. What about the process? What was it like? And why is he so excited to promote WQA's professional certification program. Later, we'll have our motivational minute and WQA tip. And now on to Luke Timmons on WQA Radio. And in this episode of WQA Radio, we're going to be talking about professional certification. And uh, we are glad to welcome Luke Timmons to the program. Luke is a master water specialist who's gone through the professional certification program here at WQA. He's director of business development for Penguin Water based in Indianapolis. Luke, welcome to the program. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, We're also joined to help out the uh, the WQA. We'd love to do it. Excuse me. Yeah, great. And we're also joined by Tanya Lubner, Ph.D. and Director of the Professional Certification and Training Department at WQA. Tanya, always glad to have you. Glad to be here, Wes. Thank you. Luke, we wanted to talk with you because you're kind of unique these days. You had a CWS, uh, Certified Water Specialist Certification for some time and then you decided uh i don't want to say late in career but maybe mid-career you decided a master water specialist was something to aspire to uh we want to talk about that but let's begin with something you know a little bit more basic and that is you and your company what do you do and and uh, what kinds of uh, things do you offer your customers sure yeah so um, i'm a third generation guy uh, my grandfather started in the water treatment industry back in like the, the late 40s and early 50s so uh, it was kind of kind of destiny. Uh, my my uncle owns U.S. Water Systems, which is the parent company for Penguin Water Systems. 
and U.S. Water Systems is a direct-to-consumer uh, water treatment, uh, you know, all American-made products, um, but it's mostly centered around DIY for people who, uh, you know, feel like they could handle installing water treatment equipment themselves, and we support them through that process. And then about in the last three years, uh, we've stood up a wholesale division that is specifically designed for plumbers, service professionals, uh, contractors, uh, really taking advantage of, you know, the value proposition uh, of, the, of the customer, you know, being in the customer's home, having someone who's, you know, the customer trusts and, uh, you know, for all their water needs also offer water treatment. And it's been really successful so far. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we, we do a lot of training. So I'd say about 80% of my job is actually training uh, as opposed to uh, sales, which a lot of my a lot of my previous career uh, had been, um, you know, centered on. But yeah, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell. We we sell the plumbers, service professionals, uh, contractors, builders, anybody who wants to break into the water treatment, uh, you know, industry. And has was that something that came out of COVID or the pandemic? Um, no, I'd say that um, you know we were actually uh, knock on wood pretty unaffected. Uh, by COVID, just by the nature of the business, people still, you know, had to get their water treated, and they could still get online. So, U.S. Water was pretty good. But uh, really, what it what it um, <clears throat> what it stemmed from was requests of people who wanted to, you know, uh, carry our equipment. But um, it's a it's a little difficult sometimes to uh, resell equipment when all the prices are available online. That value proposition is really hard to explain to customers as far as you know, professional installation guarantees on the plumbing and all that stuff. So we decided to split those brands about three years ago and um, offer two different product lines. So it worked out really good for, you know, deconflicting those sales channels, but it also uh, fulfilled a need that we were, we were seeing a lot of requests for. So it's overall been a, been a great, uh, been a great launch, been almost uh, a little over three years now. I actually just came on at the beginning of January. I'd, I've worked here several times in the past. It's a family company. I helped them uh, when they started 20 years ago out of the garage. So in the morning, I would I would dress up with the nice clothes and I'd go sell water softeners. And then in the evening, I'd change clothes and go go install them. So um, I've I've the whole value chain. I've pretty much touched it all. Uh, so it was um, you know pretty easy to just walk back into the uh, you know the same kind of things. Amazing story, Tanya. Yeah, so Luke, you've been around uh, with professional certification for quite a while. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, what impact you think professional certification has on the industry. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've seen it firsthand in the you know, residential uh, markets where you know, it adds a lot of credibility. But I've also seen it in other uh, water-related industries where there's a void of uh, the WQA. So I'm actually pretty well, pretty well um, equipped to, to make that, uh, that, that contrast. Um, it's a big difference. Um, you know, it, it, it lends credibility. It creates competition to, or I shouldn't say competition. It creates motivation uh, for people to, you know, elevate their, their um, understanding of water. Um, and as well as, you know, if you're competing against somebody, uh, that has, you know, 10 water certified, you know, certified water specialists or 10 master water specialists. And you don't have any, the customer is going to look at that, you know, cause that's all readily available 
and it's going to put you at a disadvantage if you happen to find yourself in the company without the certified water specialist. We see that a lot uh, within the market. As a matter of fact, the WQA just came in uh, to one of our training sessions and you know highlighted some of these some of the ways that they can they can uh, capitalize on on those kind of situations by becoming members and becoming certified. Um, and I think that you know just in the you know twenty or thirty guys that we were training at the time, they were all like, "Yeah, this has happened to us." Where you know we we see people who are, are certified getting uh, getting the close as opposed to. Um, you know, maybe not as not as good of a you know close ratio with the uncertified professionals. So we definitely encourage that. But I'd say that's one uh, pretty blaring um, uh, example of, of what I've seen mm-hmm. in my industry. Yeah, and uh, Zona, in talking with you, you uh, are very knowledgeable about the water chemistry and such. Um, did you? have a, a, a degree in chemistry or did you pick it up along the way? No, no, I, um, I'm organized and structured learning has never been my stronghold. I'm more of an on my own kind of guy. Um, in mm-hmm. 2023, you can find anything. If you just look hard enough, you can educate yourself pretty easily. But, uh, my experience actually started when I was, I think 13, getting ready to be 14. I worked at a, uh, pretty large franchise. I think a lot of us have heard about in the Midwest. Uh, but I, I started, they, my dad worked there. He was the general manager of that store. And during the summers, uh, I was uh, cheap labor to rebuild uh, rental units and reverse osmosis systems. But I'm, I'm not too upset about it because it gave me a lot of experience, hands-on, you know, to, to learn how these things work firsthand. And that's really how it started. Um, and then for the first part of my career from probably, I don't know, whenever I was allowed to work till about 21, I worked at the family company, U.S. Water. Uh, but I took a quick break to um, to go join the military. I felt the uh, I felt the patriotic call, and um, I, no civilian related equivalency. I was infantry. I was to close with and destroy the enemies of the United States in close combat, and we did that for it's been 25 months in Afghanistan. And I got out, and I, um, you know, I don't know if it was you know the rebellious stage in my life or not, but I decided you know I was going to get away from water. I've been doing water too long, but you know, as it as destiny has it, uh, I gravitated right back. Uh, ended up as commercial sales at U.S. Water again. Uh, within about eight months of getting out of the army, I think that's when I decided. I believe it was 2011, late 2011 or early 2012, when I first got my certified water specialist um, uh, certification. So that's kind of uh, how it started. But I'm like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty big nerd, uh, so I read a lot. Um, and that's the majority of my knowledge either come from hands-on being in the, in the factory, working on the stuff, being in the, on the, in the customers, you know, uh, you know, the customer's location, working on the stuff. So it's a lot of hands-on, a lot of reading and a lot of experience, uh, that my knowledge base comes from. Well, thanks for your military service, by the way. Um, but in addition to what you just said in terms of being able to find information on the web and doing searches and whatnot, uh, contrast that with what professional training at WQA, the, the certification program, CWS and now MWS has offered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's no, there doesn't exist a centralized database of, of, you know, information like the WQ has. There's, there's, there's stuff out there, but it's not close to what they've created. And um, because of that, 
Um, I've, I kind of procrastinated from that 2012 to just recently here when I when I decided to do the MWS course and uh, excuse me certification. And uh, in between that time, uh, uh, I probably should have you know worked a little harder to to move towards that objective. But when I finally did decide to do it, it was incredibly I shouldn't say easy. It was convenient. Not easy because it wasn't easy. It was convenient to find everything uh, that I needed to, to, you know, kind of polish up on uh, before the test. So I would say, you know, one of the most glaring uh, benefits would just be um, the the central uh, database that you just, I mean, it covers everything, everything that, you know, most people are going to touch in their career. Um, it, it gives you exactly what you need and exactly what you need, not just pass the test, right? Because that's, that's that's neither here nor there, but actually learn, understand, and then be able to apply it in the real world. Um, nobody does that like WQA. Um, and as well as like, not everybody is necessarily starts out with the skills and the discipline to learn things themselves and go out and find the right answer and even validate and vet to make sure that that information that you're getting is correct and applicable to, you know, not even to, to start talking about, uh, you know, like, um, uh, regulations, things like that. So the WQA does a really great job of, of making that information available, making sure it's accurate, and making sure that everybody's following the, the regulations, the rules, the laws, and everything else around it. And that's really important. And then I don't want to overstate um, in a lot of the penguin water business, we have a lot of competition with other different dealers and a lot of different other um, uh, companies that offer a lot of the same products. And you can definitely always tell whether through pricing or marketing or however, who's following ethical, uh, uh, ethical approaches. And that's one of the most, probably one of the most profound things that really adds credibility to the certification program as a whole is the WQA makes sure that the ethics are a priority. And that's huge um, because uh, you know, when you, with your brand value, whatever your company is, with your reputation, with your customers, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, build that, you know, that, uh, you know, you're gonna build that reputation in your industry without the ethics to, you know, do the right thing, and that's something that's really important to them, and they make sure that, that all of us are tracking. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The uh, code of ethics that uh, there's a module, a training a portion of the uh, program is about ethics, and then we have. As a member of WQA, you agree to uphold the code of ethics. And so that's very important as well as we build trust with the customer and with the consumer and the public. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Tanya, anything further? Well, I uh, was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, the exam process, just getting ready. Uh, you know, how did that feel? How'd that go? Um, it was really smooth. Um, I hadn't planned to take it for very long. Uh, I actually had a conversation with Tanya at the last. Uh, All right. Other than my nagging, you know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was nagging as much as, uh, you know, pointed motivation. We'll call it that. Um, but I decided right then and there, I was like, all right, I'll do it within 30 days. Right. Because I don't have an excuse to wait any longer. So um, at that point, I got with Daniel LeBlanc from um, the professional education program. And he got me the study guide. I literally, a couple nights uh, when I'd have some time, I would go through and just knock them out one by one. Um, I usually um, take notes, writing down things makes it stick in my brain more. So 
have a stack of notebook paper about, you know, an inch thick of just going through taking the notes. And I really, I went through once. It's not going to be that easy for everybody. You know, you might have to go through it a couple of times, especially if you're, um, you know, if uh, you don't, you haven't had as much experience as I have. Um, but, it, you know, one, one good go through when taking notes and I was ready to take the test. I didn't get a perfect score or anything, but um, I passed it. So uh, it was, uh, to answer your question, it was um, really straightforward. It was intuitive. I could navigate the database easy and it had everything I needed to, uh, mm. to get ready. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, and uh, we are offering exams online these days. You know, we hear from a lot of people who uh, knew the previous process where you had to get a proctor, you have to do something offsite. I think with the online testing, it just makes it so much more convenient. You just need to have a nice, quiet space, uh, no books or papers around, and uh, be willing to be recorded as you're taking the exam. Yeah, it's really important to lock the door as well. Uh, that too. You have people coming in not knowing what's going on, but anyway, yeah, lock the door. Yeah. Yeah, we get the uh, the proctoring service that we use is they review the recording and then we get all the red flags uh, that Daniel then has to sift through to see if it's really anything that's problematic. Yeah. I'm sure I had a few red flags, but I hope they were all acceptable. Well, Tanya, uh, Luke mentioned, you know, his extensive experience that obviously gave him a, a good foundation from which to build and then take the MWS uh, exam. But for anyone just maybe, you know, new to the industry or early in the industry, we do have live instructor led training as well. I just, I want to touch on that. I don't want to mm -hmm. uh, miss that opportunity to let people know that that's out there. Now it's not done every day, but it is, it, it is an option. Yeah. Experience I will say is incredibly important because you learn from your mistakes and it gives you an opportunity to learn from your mistakes. What we're trying to accomplish with the instructor-led training is have you learn from somebody else's mistakes, mm -hmm. which we think is a little less expensive. Uh, not only that, but it goes faster because when you're out there making your own mistakes, you don't know yet what those mistakes will be. The instructors, they have lots and lots of uh, experience in the field. They know exactly what those mistakes are going to be and they will teach you to avoid it. So. It shortens that time, uh, but it does, it, we've noticed that people who are actively working in the industry and are able to apply the concepts that they're taught on you know, at least a weekly basis, it sticks better. Yeah, but we do have those instructor-led classes. We uh, have them for an hour a week to try and fit it into people's busy schedules. There's a little bit of homework that goes with it that helps reinforce what, uh, with, was brought up in class, but I think it's a good way for someone who's already working full-time, I think it's a good way for them to take the next step to broaden their education. Yeah, and obviously, Luke, it, it, this does take time. It didn't take as much time for you. Uh, again, you're maybe not the greatest example because you have uh, that background we talked about, but to, to somebody here kind of weighing, well, do you, boy, I, I guess I could maybe go for a certification. What would you do again to encourage somebody to consider? I got a perfect that? example. Okay. One of my um, account managers at Penguin Water, um, he has a degree in unmanned systems and aviation management, right? And um, 
he was a, a family friend and, you know, came on, started his way in the warehouse and eventually made it to, you know, Penguin uh, account management. Well, he didn't really have much experience in water treatment besides the little bit of, you know, building some RO systems and things in the, in the warehouse. And when I came in January, I made it kind of my, my pet project to make sure that he started down that road of getting certified. And so I think last month he did his CWR. So he got a certified water representative um, certification. And then actually when the WQA was in town uh, yesterday, um, we got him signed up to do the instructor-led CWS progression as well. And um, I would say that, you know, the best way to do that, um, you know, uh, at least in the in a, in a, in a relationship with, with two guys is, you know, you just you just got to, uh, you know, motivate them by, uh, you know, uh, you know kind of daring them to, to, to try to be better. Right. Um, you know, there's. Um, all kinds of things you can do in this industry to get better. But I think that, you know, the, the three little letters after our name, especially amongst professionals, is kind of how we sum each other up and we kind of, you know, assess our, our, uh, our um, cohorts, compadres and, and, you know, competition for that matter. And so it's, it's the standard. Um, it's, it's easy to motivate within that, within that environment um, by, you know, it's making it expected, right? Making expectance probably the best thing you could do. It's like, why haven't you yet? Um, so, uh, you know, and not, not all not all motivation methods work for all all people, but um, you know, finding out what's important to that person, what they're interested in, and then finding you know, you know, some relative things uh, to get them excited about it. Um, it all relates to their job usually, in, in any or in any of our you know businesses. There's usually something that uh, you know relates to. Uh, their job that they can find in the in the certification. So um, it, it's finding what that person what what motivates that person, and then showing them how to uh, to complete those goals and and get what they want. You know. Yeah, motivation is definitely key, and there are a number of different strategies that are used by employers, regardless of whether it's WQA certification or other industries. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, Definitely, you need to find what that key is. But you know, we were talking earlier about um, kind of having a level playing field for the customer. In other words, uh, you have WQA members who signed up, signed off on the code of ethics, or certified personnel who've done the same. Competing against each other, it's actually it's better for the customer. I've heard a number of uh, certified personnel said that in competitive situation, they would much rather be up against another certified person, because at least then they know that they're both telling the customer the same thing. They're not confusing them and completely souring them on the industry. Well, this has been great. Um, Luke, we're, we're so glad that you're, you have now your Master Water Specialist certification. We are glad that you are continuing to promote that to others, such as those on your team. And obviously, uh, your your new business model, it sounds fascinating. So I think uh, you've got, you're struck on something that is valuable to the industry. So on all of those points and more, um, we congratulate you and thank you for joining us. Tanya, anything further? No, that's it. Thank you. All right, Luke, take care. We'll, we'll, we'll see you around. Yeah, thank you for having me. Keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thanks so much, Luke.
And now our motivational minute. Customer experience is customer service. Let me say it again. Customer experience is customer service. I was traveling recently and had to stop to fill up with gas. And as, as if the high gas prices were not bad enough, I also encountered washrooms that were either just plain filthy or out of service. What's one of the main reasons motorists stop at gas stations? <laughs> gas and the washroom. So why were these companies not making every effort to make that experience as pleasant as possible? Well, a question for you is, are you paying attention to your customer's experience? Are you making every effort to make their interaction with your business as pleasant and seamless as possible, especially at the main points of interaction, why they come to your company in the first place? Our WQA tip, WQA offers instructor-led training courses that can get professionals well on the pathway toward professional certification. WQA instructors with real-world experience in point-of-use and point-of-entry water treatment lead the discussions and answer questions and encourage the sharing of ideas in the live interactive Zoom sessions. Go to wqa.org education to learn more and sign up. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.